Do you have goals for your life? Do you want to grow in God? Join me as we deep dive into real and relevant strategies that ignite you to seek God and slay goals. Hey, y'all. Get ready for a discussion about life, business, relationships, and more, all from a biblical perspective. And I'm your host, Felicia L. Henry. Alrighty, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the podcast. And today, I know I say every episode, I'm super excited, but I really am excited to bring my guests on because they are all so dynamic. And today our guest is AJ Pitts and she is just phenomenal, dynamic, a creative, a wife, a mom, um, a a business owner. And I'm excited about the conversation that we are going to have today. We're going to be talking about an uncompromised walk and talk. And so, AJ, how are you? I am doing ever so well. How about yourself? I'm good. I cannot complain. I'm, you know, it's starting to get a little bit cold. The weather is changing. So I'm trying to cope with that. I love the summer. I love the heat. But other than that, I'm good. I'm good. I love I love this weather right now. This is this is my weather all day. A, a hoodie with a nice little leather jacket. This is what you can give me. Y'all can keep the summer. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I love this weather for the fashion. But other than that, I'm like, give me summer. Let me be on the beach somewhere <laughs> with some heat. But I'm excited to have you on today. So I always like to let people introduce themselves. Um, tell us all about you, who you are, what you do, what it is you're passionate about. Yes. So first and foremost, thank you so much, Felicia, for having me. I truly appreciate you even giving me the opportunity to speak to your audience. Um, So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, About me, where do I begin? So I am a faith-based entrepreneur. I am, as you said, I am a, a first and foremost, I'm a wife. I am, well, actually, first and foremost, I'm a servant of God, a wife, I'm a mom, but I am a faith-based entrepreneur and I am a poet, I'm a speaker, and as I like to say, I'm a purpose-filled vessel and I cultivate spaces and places that empower others to live in their authentic dope, unapologetically, unhindered, and uncompromised. And I do that through various ways. I have the... um, well, God has given me the Magenta Madison Brand Studio. We are a faith-based brand management and marketing company, um, and we specialize in Christian brand management. Um, I also do the. Um, I also provoke others to live in their authentic dope through my weekly Bible studies, also through which I do on Facebook, as well as on the Midnight Moxie show that I have on a weekly basis, which is done exactly like what it says at midnight. So we have a late, a little late night chat where it's talking about God, culture, and of course, conversation. And also I do that through Dear Dope. Dear Dope are my letters of love, light, and lift, uplift to the divine opulence, the pristine eminence. We all are in God. So I have, and and that's just some of the things. So there's, um, as you can probably tell, I'm very multifaceted to go after my father, God. Um, but yes, that is just a little bit about me and my, and anyone who wants to connect with me, they can connect with me at ajpits.tv forward slash connect. And you can see all of the awesome that God is using me to do. Listen, I'm here for all of it. I absolutely love it. And I've, you know, 
tune into the Bible study sometimes and the conversation, what I love about it is that, and I think you already mentioned this word, it's authentic and it's, you know, it's not sugar-coated. And I'm just like, yes, I remember when we met, I was thinking about this. I always try to remember how I met people. And I remember, I don't know if you remember, but it was at some event that we met and we just kind of stayed connected here and there over the years. But then kind of recently, maybe a year or two, I started seeing you more um, expressive in your faith on, well, at least on social media. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. So talk to us a little bit about your faith journey. Like where did it start and how has it kind of progressed over time? And I'm glad that you even brought up how we met and you seeing me being more expressive about it because um, that is definitely something God has dealt with me on. Um, so my faith journey, um, I've, I grew up Pentecostal in the Pentecostal church. Um, my, so I, what I like to say is my whole family is dipped and fried in Jesus. However, um, I, was, I grew up not knowing the difference between religion and relationship. Mm. So while I always believed in God, I did not know anything about submitting to God, having a relationship with God, any of those things. Um, so I went through the motions, but I did not, um, I didn't, I don't believe that I really tapped into the majesty, if that makes sense of God. So with that being said, um, then 2015, um, is when I truly started to deepen my relationship with God. And um, it started through, it, it really came through a rough time my husband and I were going through. We, y'all, we was about to get divorced out in these streets. But the, but the Holy Ghost and the Lord was like, nah, you think you are. But instead, what happened um, was that it actually strengthened my relationship with God. It literally started from a Google search where I, I Googled how to you know, what does the Bible say on marriage? We were at our wits end. I didn't know what to do. We had separated. It was just a mess. It was a lot of sinning, a lot of ratchetry. It was a lot. <laughs> so, um, the one, like, you know, one day I literally just Googled, even though I've always believed in God, I, I did not, I never really looked into the Bible for answers. My journey with God, um, or my relationship with God literally started from a Google search of what does the Bible say about marriage? And then I started reading on that. And then I started Google searching other things, other questions that I had that even though I had a, I have a family that, um, goes to church and or, like I said growing up Pentecostal I didn't really feel comfortable or even confident coming to them with some of the questions that I had so I literally googled it and started to seek out what God said about things for the, for myself as it began from there I started I went from just doing a google search to devotion reading devotional so that I can now go to the place of the Bible not being boring to your girl I'm being honest and when I first started it seemed like I don't I don't know about all these thous and dust and all this other stuff I didn't even know there were different versions of the Bible so, um, other than the King James. And from there, from just that Google search, my, I started seeking, truly seeking out the answers to life. So where it started off with, you know, trials and tribulations within my marriage, it, it flourished now me looking at, well, what about this about my life? Learning that, you know, that we all are literally fearfully and wonderfully made. Now I'm looking into things that, you know, wow, there's a, such a thing as rejection issues. What does that mean for me? I can have healing from my mommy issues, my daddy issues. It's all there in the Bible. So I look, I, my journey with God started with me looking for the answers. And I absolutely not only found that, but I found myself um, through God and understanding that I had an identity in him. And it really just flourished from there. Wow, that's so good. And I hear this often, or sometimes when we hear people's faith journeys, it's like, it kind of starts when we're in a, a bad space or we're in a, a place where we don't know where else to go. And we're looking for answers. You know, I think that kind of just is a testament to how 
God is always there, no matter what space we might be in, whether it's, you know, a good space, a negative space, he is always there and he's always available to us. And a lot of times he's waiting for us to come and seek after him. You know, he hasn't gone anywhere. He hasn't changed. And, you know, a lot of times I find that it's okay in those rock bottom moments. It's like, okay, now we don't have the the distractions. We don't have all these other things. It's like, okay, I need to really go to the source and figure out what's going on. Also, I think it's important for us to talk about the journey because a lot of times we see people where they're at and we don't understand where they started from. And, you know, especially with social media, there's this whole comparison thing. Even in life in general, it's like we're comparing our journeys or we want to be at a certain place, but we don't understand where people uh, started. So for you and your journey, were there ever times where you got discouraged or you felt like maybe this, maybe I'm not finding the answers that I'm looking for? Was there any challenge while you were kind of evolving and developing in your faith? The challenge really was me. And I think that that, um, I hope that that line right there just freed somebody and understanding that God is, like you said, God is always there. And um, that even saying that is even revelatory and freeing to me in that it was, it wasn't that the answers weren't always there. It wasn't, it was about now tapping into the Holy Spirit so that I can tap into the fruits. The, the main fruit that your girl needed was patience, okay? The God would promise me certain things. God would be speaking to me. And when I didn't see it manifest, not only when I thought it should manifest, but how I thought it should manifest, then that was where the challenge, so to speak, came in. So the challenge wasn't that God, God isn't faithful. The challenge wasn't that I wasn't hearing from God. The challenge wasn't that I didn't have access to his word or wasn't even reading his word. The challenge wasn't that I didn't know scripture. The challenge was now actually activating scripture through the power of the Holy Ghost so that I can actually have patience um, in waiting for God so that I would understand that, okay, if I know that the Bible says that his thoughts are higher than my thoughts, then why am I surprised when it doesn't happen the way that I thought it was? So a lot of um, the challenge was more so um, me, God having to work on me and me having to commit to actually doing the work once God reveals these things to me. And some of the challenge, if we want to go through personal experiences, is really like, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I had it in my mind <laughs> that my, that me and my husband was getting divorced. Your girl started picking out, I'm going to have leopard, leopard skin print in the kitchen. And this, I, just, I was, <laughs> you know, I'm about to have bedazzled the whole bedroom because we, my husband and I, we were living in sin prior to being married. We lived together for a long time prior to ever getting married. So most of my adult life, I never really had an opportunity to like, you know, have a girly apartment because I always had him. So now I'm making all these plans about what I'm about to do, you know, talking about the little leopard skin and all this other stuff. And God, I was on a walk talking to God about what I'm about to do, how I'm decorating the house. And the Lord was like, yeah, I no, that's not happening. This is still your husband. This is what's going to happen. And for me, that was a struggle in itself because I'm going to be, it sounds, it does, it sounds horrible, but I'm keeping it real in that I did not, because of the things that had happened between my husband and I, I didn't see forgiveness, not even just forgiveness, but I didn't see wanting to give access to the things that we went through again or wanting to feel like that again. And the challenge really was that God was like, no, but I'm a healer, but I'm a restorer. You don't understand. And I'm trying to comprehend what restoration means and what healing means and wholeness and forgiveness means out of my own limited intellect when it was really that I needed God to teach me that. So the challenge what really that I had was really trying to use um, intellect and logic to understand the spiritual things of God. For me, that 
that was really the biggest hindrance. Like while there are a lot of specific situations that I can bring up, a lot of it really boiled down to me trying to use logic and my limited experience instead of tapping into the unlimited um, Holy Ghost that is God. Yeah, that the challenge was me and <laughs> not really God. Yeah, that's so good. And and I think that's a great point that you make about us using our logic, you know, when we're trying to deal with spiritual things or even just trying to understand things in our own minds or trying to do things in our own power. And it's like, we can't do that when we're in this faith journey, when we're in this faith walk. It's like, we really have to allow God to guide us. And like you said, I think that is the hard part. We are a major part. I don't want to say a part of the problem, but it, you know, it really is us. We have to kind of let go of all of these ideas and thoughts that we had or what we think should be or how we think things should go. We're trying to figure things out in our way and really just surrender to, you know, the guidance of God. So I think, man, that was so good. That's such a great point. So I hope that that was helpful to some people. Um, as they're listening. But let's talk a little bit about, you know, as we're going through our walks, there's times where we might be tested. There's times where we may be tempted to compromise. And especially with the culture that we are in today. So what do you think are some of those things, like those cultural things that can compromise our walk with Christ? So um, there are many, um, but I'm going to get, there, there are so many the enemy is crafty, y'all, but God is God is greater. And that is something that I've learned um, throughout my walk. But so one of those things, um, and this is particularly, um, I, guess, I guess I should say important to me, in that zodiac signs and horoscopes. Mm. The reason I say that is because like throughout my journey, even going back to one of your original questions, I didn't know who I was, but I didn't know that I didn't know who I was, if that makes sense. And it wasn't until God showed me who I was and showed me myself specifically in him, I realized that I would use, try to use other tools to identify who I was or why I do certain things. So the thing is, I've always heard from God, but I didn't know that it was God. I thought it was my own imagination. I didn't want to tell people because I didn't want people to think that I was schizophrenic and all these other things the world tells you. So I would go to things like identifying myself by a zodiac sign or and reading on horoscopes and things like that because I was looking for insight into who I was or what was going to happen all those other things when I did because I didn't learn in the church that there's such a thing as, as the prophetic or there's such a thing as a prophet or there's such a thing as an apostle or um that there's such a thing as your identity is in Christ you see what I mean they just tell you oh believe in God at least how I grew up so now like many of you there's certain not you necessarily Felicia but many people who may be listening you're calling yourself by a zodiac sign and I did the same thing not only calling myself by but I would go even as far as to look up the characteristics of said zodiac sign and then try, try literally trying to figure out oh man that sounds like me just trying to find something that that would explain certain things about myself even further taking that further i would now look up my husband's zodiac sign or even before him like other guys or whatever to think now try to identify well what zodiac signs match each other and i'll work best with this and literally even when we were having issues i would say well man maybe this isn't ha this thing isn't happening because this is what it says about his sign and maybe some of you don't even go that deep but you do identify you get what i mean by a zodiac sign which is not of god there's no exception to that it's not of God and unfortunately because you know you can simply you know just go to the supermarket or go someplace and people will say oh what's your sign what's your sign what's your sign it's such a part of culture that it seems like a normality when it's truly against the things of God if we identify ourselves as a believer of Christ a follower of Christ 
So I think that um, culture kind of like seeps certain things like that, you know, like a zodiac sign, a horoscope, all these things in there as if it's just frivolous when it truly is not only is it not of God, but it's also something to confuse. the. And I believe the enemy uses to try to confuse believers as to identifying with the created things instead of the creator. And what I mean by that, if we, you know, we look in Romans 2.25 or maybe 1.25, I always mix it up. Um, but it says that, you know, they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and they decide and they started worship the created things instead of the creator so that was a very powerful scripture to me and I believe that zodiac signs and horoscopes are one of those things that compromises our walk with Christ we're in church you know we on usher board you know offering board all of that other stuff we are praying in tongues and all these other things but yet somebody asks us who we are and we say oh I'm I'm an Aries I'm a Leo that you can't mix those two that you're not any of those things you are not identified by a zodiac sign you're not identified by the stars which is exactly what a zodiac sign are these are different constellations your not identity is not in the created thing the stars are in these constellations that are these zodiac signs your identity is in christ so when we when we're saying we're believers of christ and we love christ and oh i love me some jesus blah 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 but then we go and call ourselves by a zodiac sign or looking up our horoscopes or reading our horoscopes we have to understand understand that now we're mixing the world's and the world's things with that of godly things and that don't fly i'm so glad you brought that up though the zodiacs because i remember even for me you know when i'm one of those people i've been in church all my life but similar to you i it was like it was just church it wasn't always a relationship and i remember i was dating or started talking to somebody or whatever and they literally had brought we had met up and they brought to me like this paper that had both of our signs on it and we were talking about how compatible we were based on our signs and now looking back I'm like that was just so mixed up and it, it doesn't even make sense but as believers a lot of times we are so just uninformed on these things um, that we like you said we're mixing uh, the cultural things with the godly things and we can't do that so I'm so glad that you brought that up because that is something that we just, we don't really talk about that a lot in the faith-based community, but it's definitely important um, for us to be cognizant of that. So were there some other things or some other things that you feel like can compromise our walk? Yes, I think that also um, the Bible says to, you know, that my people perish because of lack of knowledge. So you're absolutely right that, you know, ignorance, people say stupid stuff like ignorance is bliss. And I like to say it very clean and plain stupid stuff <laughs> because sometimes, you know, we want to say like, yo, you know, things that are just, you know, they don't believe the same things. You know, we try to cuten it up. I want to, I, I like to, you know cut right and cut to the meat <laughs> stupid stuff like oh ignorance is bliss and I was one of those people at one time that used to say ignorance is bliss but that's directly against what God is saying that you know our people perish because of lack of knowledge imagine us calling saying that we're blood-bought believers but yet we're calling ourselves by a zodiac another thing is um where I also was once ignorant too is yoga um, I know a lot of people who practice yoga and they say, um, say things like, oh, you know, they're, they're trying to align their chi and their zen and, and also or, or burning, um, burning sage, smudging and trying to get the evil spirits out of, out of the house, acupuncture, all these different things. Every single thing I just named is not only is it not of God, it is demonic. Tell the people. And 
when we do and culture will make you think oh yeah let's let's do mindfulness the mind the body let's you know meditation for you know clear your mind empty your mind that's not that's not of god that's demonic the bible tells us to meditate on the word day and night and 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 when we uh, yoga is, i know is a hot point for some people they're like oh it's just stretching yeah to you you may think it's just stretching but when you look at the root and that's another thing that um i think is important for us as believers to look at the root of the things that you're doing or the things that you're practicing or even the things that you're saying i didn't know yoga was um yoga was um demonic it, it had purse i didn't um i had even went as far as saying oh yeah i'm about to master these stretches and um there's grown folks i believe listening to this podcast as a married woman i was like oh yeah i'm about to show hus- hubby a little something something with yoga this is literally what i'm saying to myself right and come to find out that I had opened demonic doors because yoga is rooted in Hinduism and Hindu and, and particularly the each pose is specifically to praise a, one of their Hindu deities, i.e. gods. Now, where does that, where does the problem lie in? First of all, when we're sitting there talking about gods not with an S in lowercase g, we now know that that directly goes against the um, what the Lord has said that we he in Exodus that we shall have no other gods before Him. So if we believe if we're identifying as a believer in Christian and we're now saying and now we're doing a Hinduistic practice that is to worship other gods, that is idolatry. And not only is idolatry, it's now giving the enemy access, opening doors to the demonic. When you're when you're in church singing, singing your favorite worship song, calling yourself a believer but then mixing it with things that are actually rooted in that things that are not of god culture promotes these type of things even celebrities promote these type of things dare i say you know like mindfulness and meditating and, and all these other and meditating on things not of god that is even we hear i'm gonna say her name oprah promotes these things but these things are not of god it doesn't matter that these celebrities and people say that they're christian or that they're in jesus the bible tells us that you will know them by their fruit and the reason that this this directly compromises your walk with christ because imagine you know you're going through a door and you're trying to go into the door into the you know into into the things of god and then this there's this room or this this pathway going into the things of god but you imagine the enemy holding you on the other side of the door where you can't even fully enter because you have not not only have you not let go of the things that are of the demonic but you haven't closed the door completely so so with that being said i know some, some people may look at it as hyper spiritual or it's not that deep but it absolutely is and we see manifestations of these of these things where some people suffer from sleep paralysis some people are have depression and anxiety and i'm talking as someone who literally suffered very badly medications and all at one point in my life from anxiety and depression not knowing that i'm opening doors with talk of reading my horoscopes i'm working opening doors with yoga acupuncture I never had acupuncture, excuse me, but smudging. I used to, I literally, I burnt sage in my house and think at, well, my old house, I should say, but I had to not only repent for those things, but come out of agreement for those things because I'm seeing manifestations in my life on my mind and on myself of depression, anxiety, just certain things that is like, it seems like there's no help. And the therapist unfortunately could not help me. And it doesn't mean that therapy is not, that doesn't work, but I'm seeing manifestations of me having open doors in my life, but yet thinking that I'm in Christ. And that's not how that goes. So to to go on about that, or I guess to say to close that up, is that we got to choose a side. 
and we have to and we have to not think that oh it's not that big of a deal and understand how we are directly compromising our walk with Christ. We can read the word all we want, but if we out there practicing yoga, if we out there calling ourselves by a zodiac sign, we're giving the enemy a foothold. We're giving the enemy access to uh, to our life as a believer. Yeah, that's so powerful. And you said something, and I'm glad you said it because I was going to say a lot of times when we begin to talk about these things. Um, you know, the yoga, the zodiac signs and all this, you do get a lot of pushback from people, quote unquote believers who are like, it's not that deep or you, you know, you being too spiritual, like it's, it's not that serious, but it really is like you are literally opening, opening up yourself to demonic activity. Like you're opening up yourself to get, you're giving access to the enemy because of these things. And a lot of it is yes sometimes we are uninformed you know i i did yoga before we are sometimes uninformed but then even when we do have the knowledge we do have to understand that yes it is a compromise and yes it is that deep and yes we have to pick a side like there is no in between with this so now you know we've talked about some of these things and i don't know if you had other things but also if you do you can mention those but also how can we then begin to address these things how do these things affect our spiritual growth and what can we do to kind of battle or combat them so i will say this so it affects our spiritual growth specifically it stunts it it, 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 and as I like to say, it dampers your dope. And for dope is an acronym for me, meaning divine opulence and pristine eminence. We are a royal priesthood. We have so many things that we're supposed to be doing in, for, for the kingdom of God and in God. We are put on this earth for a particular reason. If I'm out here opening doors or if I have given access to the enemy, and I'm going to use myself as an example because I know that we're saying, you know, certain words that without context, some people may not understand. Yeah, what we're saying demonic, demonic, and demonic, but I'll give a great example. I'm, I've opened doors. I had open doors through zodiac signs, horoscopes, yoga, all different things that were open doors. And because of that, now I, I believe that the result of depression on my life, the, I mean, significant. Like I was a what people would call a functioning depressive, whereas I would be severely depressed on medication, severe, get anxious. I would be operating and and thriving in the boardroom, but then have to go into the bathroom to to de, like decompress because I'd have an anxiety attack in the middle of a board meeting with like C-suite executives. So that so this is the manifestation of what I mean when I, when I say when we are saying demonic doors and open doors to the devil. Now, what I had to do was not only repent, this is number one, repent to the Lord. And repentance um, doesn't just mean saying, I'm sorry, or Lord, forgive me. It means now turning from those ways. That's actually the biblical, when you look up the, um, in a concordance where repent means, it means to turn from those ways. So now, not only did I have to repent to the Lord, but also now um, I later learned that I even had to, in some cases, some people may need to go through um, deliverance session with someone who is trained or understands how to deliver deliver, cast out demons. Because the thing is, is that believers don't like to hear that, that, oh, because they may be thriving, they may have some form of success. They don't like to believe that you may have, have demons, like point blank. And, um, and that requires deliverance. For me, I didn't, uh, I did go through deliverance, but in addition, in addition to that, I also had to come out of agreement with, I had the prayer prayers specifically that says, I come out of agreement with yoga. I close every demonic door that was open as a result of yoga in addition to my repentance. See, some believers don't know how to, don't know to specifically pray that. They may repent and then think, all right, I'm good, but not, not knowing to 
close the door via prayer. Come use your heavenly, your godly authority and close the demonic door in the name of Jesus. Cancel the access, sever the ties in the realm of the spirit by literally praying words like that. Like I sever every tie. I close every door in the name of Jesus to the demonic. I declare that the devil has no legal right and access to me any longer through these things in the name of Jesus. So, so step one is definitely to repent. But in addition, you need to actually prayer prayers of, of closing doors, canceling things. And for some people, depending on the severity or depending where you're at, you may need to go through deliverance because, because you may not, may not know. So, and deliverance means for those of you is literally the, the process of casting everything out and demons so that you will be delivered into freedom in Christ. So, I th- that that's just some of the things I'm sure that there are, uh, that there are other things that be, can be done biblically, but these are just some things that I've not only had to do, but personally experienced as um, even alongside others. Yeah, that's really good. Um, repentance. And then also those prayers. So now there might be some people listening who are like, I don't even know what you're, t- <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, or where do I start with this? Right. So for somebody who might just be looking for a starting point, Um, Even for you, what did it look like for you when you were kind of going through this whole repentance and deliverance phase? Where did you start? What was like one of the first things that you did? So one of the first things that I did, I started listening to believers who were um, richer in God and and, and richer, not richer in God, but richer in their knowledge of the things of God than me, because I didn't know all the things of the Bible. I didn't understand even sometimes what they meant. So for me, I started with, whether it was just devotionals, but I started listening to people um, in Christ. And at that time, and they they would speak on some of these things and I'd be like, yo, what? Yoga? Really? And what I, now the great, the good thing about having the Holy Ghost for yourself is that I didn't just take their word for it. I actually now went back into my prayer closet and asked the Lord for, and this would be if you know how to hear from the Lord for, um, for those of you listening. Um, if you don't, maybe you need to, you know, you need to ask the Lord to, you know, help me to hear you um, so that you would have a familiarity with the Holy Spirit for yourself. But the first step I would say would be to go to, you know, start watching people who are rich in Christ and I, and ask the Lord, the Holy Spirit specifically to give you a heightened gifting, uh, a heightened um, discerning of spirits, um, that gift, because you want to make sure that you're having a teacher that is actually aligning with that of, of the things of God and not just, you know, pushing their own doctrine. But specifically start if you don't already have a relationship with Christ, if you don't know how to hear from the Lord, I would go start with watching people who are understand these things um, or, or who are rich in Christ, who hold no punches. Um, particularly, um, you'll see a lot of people who are prophets, who identify themselves as prophets, be, usually be the whole, whole no punches or apostles, who hold no punches peop, um, type of people, which will give you the raw of the things of the gospel. Um, the other step I would say is if you are a person who hears from God and you may not recognize things in your life that, that are giving you, that you're giving access to the demonic, I would definitely ask the Holy Spirit, go on a fast and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal these things to you. Upon doing that, you you may you're you're going to come across things that will confirm like maybe feelings you had or things that you that you that you knew something wasn't right and you questioned and now the Holy Spirit is confirm may confirm to you through I don't know a Facebook post it could be a message from somebody some the Lord speaks to people differently um and but He's always moving but I, the first thing I would say is to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you the last um there was times I remember. I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal another one. Um, another d- door was Beyonce. 
um, high key witch. Um, she is a witch. There's no, and that's a problem because the Bible tells us not to commune with with, with witches. Point blank. Um, but I'm saying that because there, throughout my life, I always had a feeling about her. I remember in high school, people would like would know when her, the latest album is coming out. Even beyond high school and, and when I was in undergrad, grad school, all of that. I was never. I never really liked it. I just never could. I don't know just was on her like that and it and I couldn't figure it out because I'm like man this woman is talented she's all these things why do I not like her like the rest of the people I didn't know anything about the gifts of the spirit or that I was discerning something I didn't know any of that language or any of those things comes and I would literally try to like I don't know how if this makes sense but force myself to listen to her music because I'm like it is bumping why don't I like it and I got to a point where I would tell people look I, I can listen to her music but I literally cannot listen to her interview I would not be able to listen to her interview it would literally like make my like my skin crawl and I didn't understand what was happening prayed about it and later I had fasted um and I was fasting just about God to reveal things to me period and the Lord showed me that it came out that someone else called her a witch and I'm like wait a minute what <laughs> and and so I'm, I'm bringing that up to say that I already had the feelings on not only her but like Erica Badu who's also a witch and I'm purposely calling these people out because this is another area of compromised music we can be listening to artists who are literally in the in the kingdom of darkness who are literally wor workers of iniquity who are literally workers for the devil and we think well I can um, you know chew the meat and spit out the bones and I was one of those people as well not well I didn't know that there was something wrong but I had a feeling but I didn't know what that was and it took a it took fasting and prayer and I asked the Lord to reveal to me anything that was you know compromising my walk or I sometimes I might have just fasted saying I want to get deeper with you and I remember the Lord showed me convictions that I had about Beyonce and then it came out that she was a witch I'm like oh my god and it it, it happened shortly after like during this fast so now if I'm if I understand that I fasted and I'm asked I asked the Lord to reveal these things to me I can't think that that now these things being revealed are a coincidence I can't think that now the Lord revealing Erica Badu to me and I had to unfollow her and all that other stuff from Instagram. I can't think that that's an accident when I pray prayers like that. So this is another way um, in, in going back to the answer to the question is to pray and act if you do know how to hear from God. And if even if you don't, you ask the Lord, Lord, reveal to me any area of my life that is compromising my walk with you. And when you see manifestations of it, like the examples I gave, like, you know, someone sent me something or I came across something on social media telling me this person is not of God or whatever the case, then it, it's now confirm my feelings don't think those things are an accident don't think that someone saying something to you or you coming across a certain post on social media or wherever is an accident after you pray prayers like that because now that is the answer or the manifestation of the answer of that prayer wow that was so good listen i'm so glad that you called out names and i know people listening they are probably clutching their pearls because people ride hard for these people that they don't know but what i love that you said is that um, you know, don't take our word for it. Go to God and and ask him about it. And that's really for anything. If you feel like you're in a space where you can't hear his voice, like literally, if you go and you ask God to open your eyes, open your heart, give you understanding, if you do those things, he will. Um, and so I think important piece of this whole journey, like he is there and available and waiting all you have to do is ask and be open to receive what it is that he is saying. So I definitely love that you said that. You know, we've talked about how our walks can get compromised, but for you, after you kind of came out of that compromised place, 
what has life been like for you or like what how has your spiritual growth gotten better or your spiritual health gotten better because you've kind of turned from those compromised things so it's gotten tangibly better and i and i want to stress tangibly because i know a lot of times when we talk about spiritual things you know the spiritual is the unseen realm but the tangible manifestations of that is that i went from one breaking off the bondage of depression and anxiety so i i shared a little bit earlier about what that depression and anxiety looked like for me and I'm talking, depre- I talk about the anxiety aspect, like I'm literally in boardrooms having to make excuses to go to the bathroom because I'm having an anxiety attack and I didn't want, you know, the executives that I'm around the t- table with to know that your girl's freaking out or, and, and I didn't even sometimes know what the reason was, but I am no longer, I do not have anxiety attacks anymore. And at that time I was on medication. I'm, I'm thank you, Jesus, now that I've closed those doors and truly come into um, a deeper place in him and a free place within him. I don't, I'm not on any medication that I was on before, whether it was for depression, anxiety, and even they even try, um, tried to, and I have to say, tried to diagnose me with ADHD. And I, had to, and I came into agreement with it. I was on ADHD medications and all of those things. I am free of every single medication as we speak and have been for years. And the, the thing, there was a point where I thought I, I was dependent on these things, um, literally the, like thinking that, oh, they would help me. And they actually honestly made it worse, which is a whole nother conversation some, to some extent. But now the manifestation is that not only am I not on, medi- on the world's medications, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm not on those medications anymore. But in addition, I do not have anxiety attacks. I don't have an issue with focusing my attention. I don't have an issue with um, depression. I mean, I was depressed to the point where my mother would send the cops to the house because I wouldn't answer the phone, the phone or the door because she didn't know what was going on type of depression. I mean, literally days and days on end where no one could access me. But now I'm, I'm medication free. Your girl does not have curl up in the ball, lay out on the floor for days and days on end type of depression, de- depressive episodes or any whatsoever. Because now as I deepen my, now that not only have I closed the doors, but now I've opened a deeper pathway to my, with my relationship with Christ. And I do that through reading the word and, and really truly listening to people, listening to the word of God, or listening to things that will edify me. Now, I'm not going to say that I'm all, everything is God, 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 God. Your girl watches a movie here and there too, but I'm even mindful. I have to be mindful of what I watch as well, because I understand that those things even are, are seeds. And I understand that if I'm coming out of, you know, perversion or coming out of lust, coming out of the oppressive the, um, depression of God has freed me from that. I don't need to be watching things that would try to tap me back into that. So, um, for me, the tangible manifestation has has greatly been not being depressed, not being anxious, all of those things. In addition, it's also knowing who I am in God. That was a very, um, that was the nucleus really and truly of all the issues that I, I encountered prior to a relationship with God. As far as like, you know, not knowing who I was in corporate America or burning myself out as far as a so-called hustle mentality, not understanding that I have the helper of the Holy Spirit, not understanding who I am in God, not, you know, th- there was so many different aspects to not having an identity in God or, or understanding that my identity in God. Um, and now because I have that, now I'm a, I'm not afraid to tell you Beyonce's a witch. Whereas before I would have cared like, oh, I don't want people to think I'm hyper spiritual. I'm not afraid to tell you to repent and that yoga is not of God. I'm not afraid to tell you that honey pot is demonic. Don't buy that if you see it in Target, if you're an African-American woman and want to support your African-American sisters. Now I don't care. So that's a, that is a major manifestation for me because before I would live in the bondage of 
fearing what other people would think or caring too much what they would think so much so that now I wouldn't be my full self or speak out against certain things because of the fact that I cared that people would judge me or they would think that I'm hyper spiritual or they would think that, um, you know, that I'm whatever, honestly. It didn't even have to sometimes do, most times initially have to do with spirituality. It may be, oh, I don't want to use too much slang because I don't want the people in corporate to think that I'm unprofessional. Or I don't want to not, when I go, you know, around certain people, I don't want to talk too professional because I don't want them to think that I'm, that I'm snooty. It would be so many different things that I felt like I was pulling, being pulled each way. But now that I've closed these doors, the manifestation is that I literally am free. I don't care what people think as far as to the point of now who, who I am and the authenticity that I that I, I show or display. It has to change based off of who I think people want me to be versus who I actually am. And so so for me, that that freedom is serious. And I think that people um sometimes they believe that it may be minute or it, it goes as uh, not as serious as what it really is. But sometimes the biggest bondage is that of your opinions of others. And now I'm truly free of that. Like while I respect the, uh, a certain opinions, while I, I understand that people have opinions, my life is no longer ruled by that. My life is no longer ruled by fear of people unrighteously judging me. My life is no longer ruled by what my even my parents might think or what my parents want me to do. My, life, my, my literal life used to be ruled by these things and I didn't even realize it. So the tangible man Manifestation. Another tangible manifestation is that I'm truly free from the bondage of other people's opinions or what other people think of me. Oh, that is so good. And that freedom, like when you get to that place where you're free, I mean, honestly, it's something that I cannot explain to people. It's like you just have to go through it and experience. It is such, exactly. such an, an amazing experience. Yeah, go ahead. I'm what I was going to say is the unfortunate part, if any, if any person was like me, they were in bondage, but they didn't know it. See, I didn't, until I got free, I didn't know that I was enslaved. That's so true. That's so true. I, I didn't know that when I, until I got like really free and not feeling anxious or not feeling, um, I, I would think stupid stuff like, oh, it's a normality to feel like that. Oh, everybody has fear. Everybody has this. You, you see what I mean? The culture perpetuates that. Uh, I have to say stupid stuff like... <laughs> do it, do it afraid. And I, so I would think that I'm supposed to be anxious. I'm supposed to think that I'm supposed to be, do these things. And I didn't know until I actually don't have those, those feelings anymore or don't, or, or not in bondage to that, that I'm like, man, I was enslaved. I didn't even know that there was, this was even a thing, this freedom that I'm feeling. So you're, so you're absolutely right that you have to experience it for yourself. And my prayer is that anyone that is listening to this and beyond, that they experience God for themselves so that they can be free indeed. Amen. And if so, if you don't mind, so first let people know how they can connect with you. I know you already gave your, your info, but give it to us again. And then if you could close us in prayer for those people who might be in bondage, who might be living a compromised walk for their freedom, if you don't mind. Yes, ma'am. So um, if you want to connect with me, you can connect with me by going to www.ajpits.tv, AJ. P-I-T-T-S, pits.tv forward slash connect. So that's ajpits.tv forward slash connect. Um, you can also connect with me on Facebook. You can um, go to authentically AJ or you can type in AJ Pits. And again, my last name is spelled P as in Paul, I, T as in Tom, T as in Tom, S as in Sam. You can also connect with me on Instagram at AJ.Pits. 
I'm going to pray now, but if you go to ajpits.tv forward slash connect, if there's someone on here that's listening and they're like, you know what, AJ, I want you to say an extra special prayer specifically for me. You can go to ajpits.tv forward slash connect and you can actually submit prayer requests right there. I'm very big, a very big advocate as someone um, being free from um, issues with, not, with their identity, free from the, you know, compromises with God. So if you're, there's something specific that you wanted to share with your girl, I will bring it to God on your behalf. You can go to ajpits.tv forward slash connect specifically and, and click the link for prayer requests. But on the connect link, um, you'll be able to see everything affiliated with me, the Magenta Madison brand studio. Um, if you are a faith-based um, or a Christian entrepreneur, Christian brand, I'm looking for some bold bomb branding. Definitely go to that same link, ajpits.tv forward slash connect. We'll go ahead and give you the link to the Magenta Madison Madison Brand Studio, but I specifically wanted to shout out um, the prayer request because I believe that sometimes us as believers, where some people are ashamed to even admit that they struggle with certain, something or they don't know how to pray for themselves. And um, I will definitely go before the Lord on your behalf. I will go ahead and into prayer now. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus Christ, we come to you as humbly as we know how saying thank you. Thank you for being God. Thank you for being good. Thank you for being great. Thank you for instilling your greatness in us. We repent, Father God, for the things in our ignorance that we partook in that is that of the kingdom of darkness. We repent for the things of the demonic, the things that we were, that we did in ignorance, not understanding who we were in you or understanding how they would compromise our walk with you, our look to you, our light from you. Father, we say, we say, forgive us. And thank you, God, that, that through your, the receipt of your forgiveness, because you are merciful, you are gracious. You are a good God, a great God. We thank you for your forgiveness. And as we walk in that forgiveness, Lord God, we ask that you bestow favor upon us, favor upon us so that we can open, that we now can open the doors for the kingdom that you have ordained us to do because you said in your word that we have been called according to your purpose. And because you told us that all things work together for the good of those who've been called according to the purpose, let us use even the things that, things that we've done in ignorance to bring glory to your kingdom, to bring glory to you, to bring people to Christ, Father. Father Father, as we, and for those of us who may not know what our calling is, or maybe even know where we're compromising our calling and our walk with you, we ask, Father God, that you reveal it to us very evidently, reveal it to, reveal it to us very tangibly, and let us not make any mistake of what it is that you're showing us. Let us not turn away from it and... and in rebellion. Let us not turn away from it in pride, thinking that, oh, we know best. Oh, that everyone does it. Oh, that everyone does it. But what may we ask ourselves, but does Jesus want me to do it? Does the Lord want me to do it? So Father God, I ask that you bestow this upon our hearts, bestow this in our spirit, because you speak to our spirit. And as believers, we are, as blood-bought believers, we are reconciled to you. Reconcile us closer to you. Recalibrate our mind, recalibrate our heart. Just as you say in your word in Romans 12 and 2, you said that we are not to conform to the patterns of the world, but we are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So Father, we ask that you renew our mind right now. Renew our mind in your majesty so that your marvelous can be made manifest in our life. Show us your purpose. Show us what you purposed us to do. Hallelujah. Show us how you have positioned us for greatness so that we no longer will slumber, so that we no longer will wander to the things of the wicked, to the things of evil. Father God, expose every evil plan of the enemy in our life. Expose all wickedness in our life, Father God, and let us not take it as something minute, but the, but the, that your divine lens be upon us. Let your the, the heighten and strengthen the gift of discerning of spirits for everyone that is upon this line, so that when they encounter the things of the wicked, when they encounter the things of evil, when they encounter the things of darkness, that your, that your light will shine up upon it so that they know to stay away. Father God, heighten and strengthen 
the the spiritual armor of your of the people listening to this right now father god specifically the helmet of salvation because it protects the head and some people we need the mind we also ask that you put on our help us to strong um excuse me strengthen in our breastplate of righteousness so you can protect our heart protect our heart from the evil one from the wickedness that we are sometimes are so prevalent to so father i ask that you release healing upon the people under the sound of my voice right now because a lot of the access that we give to the things of darkness are due to the things that we have that are unhealed. We ask for wholeness now in the name of Jesus Christ, because we know that Father God, if you can raise Lazarus from the dead, if you, if Jesus can raise Lazarus from the dead, if he can heal the blind, surely he can heal us, Father God, through the function of the Holy Ghost. Father God, we ask that you strengthen the teachers and the tutors around the people that are listening right now so that even if they are not strong enough in you, or even if they are strong in you, that you provide them with godly counsel because you said you call the, the blessed man he who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. So we ask that the ungodly counsel that may be around any of us who are even myself be flee right now in the name of Jesus Christ so that we can walk and the bomb of your blessed. So Father, we thank you that it is so. We love you, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, it is so. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Seek God Slay Goals podcast. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Instagram at Seek God Slay Goals.